welcome to the White Hatter Parenting in an Online World podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be taking a more holistic approach to online safety in an enlightening and not frightening way, based upon facts and not fear. We will provide parents, caregivers, and educators with real-world examples, experiences, and evidence-based research that will help to keep our kids safer emotionally, psychologically, physically, and even socially when they're navigating today's online world. Let's get after it, shall we? Well, welcome everyone, Darren with the White Hatter team, and I'm excited to be your host. And on this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about a topic that we've been receiving lots of inquiries from parents about, and the topic is Discord servers, voice channels, Nitro, Boosts, GDMs, and Hubs. On this podcast, we're going to go, we're going to be talking about what is Discord, break it down for you, and share what we believe parents and caregivers need to know about this very popular social platform. As always, this episode is not about telling you how to parent your child, because you're the parent and not us. This podcast episode is all about bringing to your attention what we've seen to be best practices when it comes to parenting in the on-life world. Servers, voice channels, nitro, boosts, GDMs, hubs. It's easy to see how Discord can be overwhelming to parents and caregivers. Now, Discord was launched in 2015, but over the past couple of years, Discord, which is a free cross-platform voice, video, text, and chatting app, has blown up in popularity with our youth. As a social platform, Discord first became popular with gamers given it provided them with the ability to interact with one another while gaming, no matter what a user's location in the world. However, it has now also become popular outside the gaming community where anyone can create a server and talk about any topic ranging from art, mental health support, family projects, school study groups, and yes, human sexuality, pornography, and other adult-oriented content. Parenting tip. A lot of parents are unaware that although Discord requires a user to be 13 and older, on the Apple App Store, they are rated at 17+. plus. Now, Discord has its own language and descriptors that I want to share with all of you. And here are some descriptions that come directly from Discord. So, what is a Discord server? Servers are the spaces on Discord. They are made by specific communities and friend groups and can be identified using hashtags. The vast majority of servers are small and in by invitation only. Some larger servers are public and any user can start a new server for free and invite their friends to it. Now, what is a Discord channel? Discord servers are organized into text and voice channels, which are usually dedicated to specific topics and can have different rules. In text channels, users can post messages, upload files, and share images for others to see at any time, privately or even publicly. Invoice channel users can connect through a voice or video call in real time and can share their screen with their friends. We call this Go Live. What are Discord DMs and GDMs? Users can send private messages to other users as a direct message or what's called a DM, as well as start a voice or video call. Most DMs are one-on-one -on -one conversations, but users have the option to invite it in up to nine others to converse or to create a private group DM with a maximum size of 10 people. Group DMs are not public and require an invite from someone in the group to join. Now, what is a Discord Go Live? In Go Live, a user can share their screen with other people who are in a server or a DM with them. What is Discord Nitro? Nitro is Discord's premium subscription service. 
Nitro, which costs $9.99 per month or $99.99 a year, whereas Nitro Classic is $4.99 a month or $49.99 per year. Nitro offers special perks for subscribers, such as the option to customize your Discord tag, the ability to use custom emotes in every server, a higher file upload cap, and discounted server booths. What is Discord server booths? If your team is a big fan of a community, they may want to boost the community server or on their own, like using Nitro or server boots, uh, giving servers special perks like more custom emotes, better video and voice quality, and the ability to set a custom invite link. Server boosts can be bought with Nitro or purchased separately. What are Discord student hubs? Discord hubs for students allow students to verify their Discord account with their official student email and unlock access to an exclusive hub for students at their school. Within the hub, they can connect with other verified students, discover servers for study groups or classes, and share their own servers for fellow students to join. Hubs are not affiliated with or managed by a school or school staff, which much must be emphasized, and servers in a hub are student-run but may include non-students. So why is Discord creating such a following with our youth? Because conversations are driven primarily by shared interests in a community type environment. Youth love the feeling of community. The other benefits to Discord when compared to other popular social platforms like TikTok, there is no algorithm deciding what you should see on Discord, no endless scrolling and no feeds and no counting likes. Discord can be used on a variety of different platforms such as Android and Apple phones, PCs, Macs, tablets, and even some gaming consoles. Once Discord is downloaded, it allows the user to join other public or private Discord servers to interact with other users publicly or with one another privately via direct messaging or video chat. At the time of this podcast, there were over 6.7 million active servers on Discord. It is because of this fact that many teens are turning to Discord as a replacement for other messaging services like WhatsApp or even Snapchat. In fact, there is a lot of chatter amongst youth right now that because Snapchat has recently created some basic parental overwatch options, Discord may be the go-to app to communicate with one another online without parents seeing what they're doing, saying, or who they may be communicating with. As one can appreciate, for younger teens, this could be become very problematic when it comes to those who wish to connect with our kids for the purposes of sexual predation and exploitation via the online grooming process. Parenting tip. Even if you don't allow your child to download Discord onto their phone, a youth can still use it in their web browser on a computer or laptop. Discord.com will let you log into your account and give you access to all your servers and benefits wherever you are. Easy peasy. Teens can build a Discord server in a variety of ways by setting up various member roles, such as creating roles for other administrators and moderators or creating a unique position for your most active users. This is something that youth love given that they can control their content. A server will benefit from setting up several member roles in a variety of ways, including by making management simpler, rewarding members for their activity, and granting various access permissions. When you invite someone to a server, they receive a link that enables them to connect and engage in voice, video, or text chat with other users of that server. Instead of a single large live forum, each server can be divided further into channels, little areas for conversations on particular subjects. Think of this like a huge movie theater with many movies playing in different smaller theaters. To make channels even simpler to use, they are available in both text and audio formats. 
On your server, you can also set up private channels that will only be accessible to individuals who you have given granted access to, something we strongly recommend from a safety, security, and privacy standpoint. Additionally, the entire server can be set to be private or public, making it invite only or open to everyone. When it comes to parental controls, Discord is lacking greatly. However, recently they've added artificial intelligence to detect abuse, scams, and phishing, and they've also added blocking and reporting features recently. If the child actually registers with their real age, Discord by default will prevent those under the age of 17 years from joining or participating in a server whose content is not safe for work. In other words, in most cases, it prevents those under the age of 17 years from accessing adult content such as nudity, pornography, violence, and other types of content that should only be viewed by an adult. It is because of this fact youth will lie about their age upon signing up with Discord so that they can have full access to all its content. Parenting tip. Ensuring that your child signs up with their true date of birth is important to help minimize, not completely remove, the risks of seeing or participating in content that is not safe for work or adult content. Discord by design makes it hard to change one's date of birth. Although it can be done, the process requires submitting a support request directly to Discord, thus why registering with a use real date of birth is so important. So some final thoughts about Discord. Number one. Discord is a huge platform that lets youth communicate with users from all around the world. It is free to use and is available as a web, mobile, or desktop application. Number two, joining and creating servers is very easy to do and the platform uses text, voice, and video to make communication easy. Three, the largest danger associated with using Discord is that most users use an alias or nickname and you have no way of knowing who you're really talking to. This is why it's a good idea to exercise caution with the information you share and the things you do while you're on a certain server. Number four, for older, digitally mature teens, Discord is a great way to create community with friends when it comes to gaming and other online activities such as creating school study groups. However, this is not an app that we would recommend for those youth who are in elementary or middle school or for any youth who does not show good digital literacy and digital maturity. Number five, for older teens, we would recommend that they create their own private Discord server where only friends who they know and trust are allowed into their server to participate in community interactions. Just remember, even though your child may have a private server, there is nothing to prevent them from searching out and joining other servers, including adult-oriented Discord servers. Number six, remember, most conversations can be private and allow live video and location tracking as an opt-in feature, which we do not recommend. The conversations in Discord are private to groups, so it's less open and visible than other social networks, which is a benefit from a personal privacy standpoint. Along with this, you can type, talk, listen, and watch live videos of other users. There is also a nearby feature that allows you to add friends who have the location features on their device turned on and that are physically nearby against something we do not recommend. Number seven, make sure when creating a Discord account that your child chooses a strong password, enables two-factor authentication, and that Discord's native privacy and security settings are engaged. And we have added a link on how to do that to the podcast notes. And lastly, number eight, if you do decide to allow your child to use Discord, encourage them to follow good digital literacy, safety, security, and privacy practices while on the app. Remember, it's not necessarily the app that is dangerous. It's more about how youth use the app that can make it dangerous. 
We hope this podcast was of some assistance to parents and caregivers specific to the who, what, where, when, why, and how of Discord. As we always say in all our parent and caregiver programs, be your child's best parent and not their best friend when it comes to their online world. There is a difference. However, to do this, parents and caregivers need to educate themselves as well, and that is what this podcast is all about. Remember, parents, you're not alone on this digital journey. We're here to help. And don't forget to check out our website at www.thewhitehatter.ca and our White Hatter Facebook page where there's just a ton of free content to help parents and caregivers parent in today's online world. As well, on our website, we outline all the programs that we offer to schools, families, youth groups, and even businesses when it comes to social media safety and digital literacy. Stay strong. Be that mentor and digital sheepdog. And from the White Hatter team, thank you for listening. And until our next podcast, have a great week, everyone.